0: Welcome to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. It's Season 2, Episode 10. I'm just killing a little time waiting for football season to get here. started thinking, who are the top five skill players on offense for this football team? And who are the top five overall defenders on this 2021 Hawkeye football team? What do we expect from, this, from them this year? What do they need to do to make this a highly successful season? Well, as we all know, the season is just around the corner Iowa plays on September 4th at home against Indiana. It's a matchup of number 18 Iowa against number 17 Indiana. After that, the Hawkeyes go on the road to play number 7 Iowa State. And I was just looking back because that's just unprecedented, Iowa State being number 7 in the AP preseason poll. Look back, they've only been in the top uh, 25 of the AP preseason since the 70s three times. And that's been each of the last three years. In 2019, they dropped out quickly after they had their second loss in October. But this is just a, a pretty pretty good-looking football team in Ames, and that's going to be a really interesting matchup. So I've got my dog Lucy here. She's looking at me wondering what I'm doing, but, but she's a good girl. She's going to be quiet and, and let me go ahead and finish this up. So let's get going. let's get started talking about offensive players and I called it the top skilled offensive players on this team because we all know that Tyler Linderbaum and what he can do on the offensive line and I wanted to I wanted to look at the skilled players and my pick for number one is Tyler Goodson the man they call T-Good it's a no-brainer for me he was first team all Big Ten last year by league coaches and media he's on the preseason Doak Walker award list for the best running back in the nation sounds like they have some really good backups too. Uh, IKM Ivory Kelly Martin is back. He's he's been off and injured, uh, but he's looked pretty good when he when he's been healthy back there. And then Lashawn and Gavin Williams uh, both look good at the the kids' practice. Uh, Lashawn really broke off some big runs there. But we need T. Good to rack up a thousand yards this year. He was well on the way uh, this past year with more than seven hundred and sixty yards rushing in just eight games. If he can get to twelve hundred or thirteen hundred yards in twenty twenty two, and get some help from IKM. LaShawn and Gavin Williams. Now, the Hawkeyes are going to have a pretty successful season. T. Good had 640 yards as a true freshman. He was the first true freshman ever to lead the Hawkeyes in rushing. He has that it factor. Uh, he's, he's a strong runner, but he can also make guys miss. And That 80-yard TD run from last year uh, really stands out against Wisconsin. Just that burst of speed. He also has nice hands. He has 39 career receptions. And if they can get him going in the receiving game, that'll open things up, get him in space, let him run around guys. And Good was given the reins last year at times to run the Wildcat formation. If they can run that with more success in 2021, the fans will be going absolutely bonkers. Kirk 3.0 or 4.0, whatever they'd call it. Let's do it. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. It's probably more Brian Ferentz influence in that, but I sure hope to see that again in 2021. Next up is Spencer Petris. And I had to include him next because he's going to be throwing to the guys that I have next on the list. And he had a heck of a kid's day practice. It opened a lot of eyes with fans seeing a more confident and accurate Petrus out there, slinging darts to some pretty talented receivers. He's the field general. He's a good leader. The players like him. And if he can click this year, this team could have quite a season. I already mentioned the running game and if both the running and passing game can be above average with the type of defense that we expect from Phil Parker year in and year out. I mean, look out for the Hawkeyes. And last year's issue was inconsistency and completion percentage. Uh, Petrus has worked hard in the offseason, spending time with a quarterback guru, Tony Racchiopi, to work on some things to make him more consistent and accurate. He has a better command of the playbook. He's been working with the wide receivers in the offseason. They're going to be more on the same page going into 2021. So I really have High hopes for for Spencer. You know, I think that uh, if he's on, this team could have a really, really memorable season. Let's move next to Tyrone Tracy Jr. Tyrone had a great freshman year, played some for Brandon Smith while he was going through some injuries. And if you recall, he had that 75-yard touchdown catch against Wisconsin and the almost miracle touchdown against Northwestern. He was just dead to rights. He had about five, maybe it was six, Wildcats ready to tackle him. seemed almost impossible he would get out of that, but he spun, somehow made it to the end zone, and he's a fast guy with a good change of direction. Uh, Great combination of running away from people and also making them miss. If you go to YouTube and watch his freshman highlights, he is an impressive player. It's really impressive to go watch that. That highlight on YouTube and, and remember some of the plays he made as a freshman. Well, as a redshirt freshman, Tyrone had 36 catches, 589 yards, and three touchdowns. He also rushed the ball six times. The production did drop off in 2020, but there were fewer games. The offense took some time to get going with a new quarterback. He had just 14 catches for 154 yards in eight games. But, you know, there were two senior wide receivers that were pretty good in ISM, Brandon Smith, so there weren't as many passes to go around. And now he's the guy. He should have a great year in 2021, catching a lot of passes. They need to get him into space, maybe try some jet sweeps, and put him in the backfield when T. Good is running the Wildcat formation. The main thing he needs improving on is drops. He had some drops over his career, um, but I expect him to have that all cleaned up here in his junior year. Sam Laporta is next, the true junior tight end. I think he's ready for a breakout year. Uh, I'm hoping he has a good season, but I want him to be back next year rather than being another three-and-done Hawkeye tight end. But I'll be happy for him if, if he's a first or second or third rounder. But Brian Ferentz knows how to coach tight ends with his experience in the NFL, years of coaching the Hawkeyes. He just knows how to develop tight ends that are going to go into the NFL and and really be successful. LaPorta had 15 catches for 188 yards as a true freshman. He stepped up last year with 27 catches for 271 yards in just eight games. And the Hawkeyes need another step forward for Uh, LaPorta. More importantly, they need Luke Lachey, Josiah Miaman, or Eli Yelverton, the the young tight ends, to step up with Sean Beyer having graduated and trying out for the Broncos in the NFL. So I expect LaPorta to really have a great season this year and hopefully a couple of the young guys provide some good minutes as well. They should be ready, as they've been in the system a couple of years now, and they were really highly recruited guys too. Next up is Nico Regani. He has played a lot of snaps with 46 catches in 2019 for 439 yards, two touchdowns, had 18 catches last year for 181 in just the eight games, Nico's had some drops in his career, but, you know, obviously he's been very productive too. And with with Amir Smith-Marset, Brandon Smith graduated, he needs to be ready to step up in his redshirt junior year. And I'm looking forward to seeing how Charlie Jones will fit into this offense. He was so good on special teams and really explosive, uh, returning punts last year. I can see him stepping up on the offense. Also, don't count out true freshman Keegan Johnson and true freshman Arlen Bruce the fourth. The Nebraska and Kansas wide receivers were early enrollees. And you know, I can see both of those guys contributing this year. Arlen maybe contributing more on special teams as a freshman, and Keegan getting more snaps at wide receiver. But we'll see what happens. Arlen Bruce, the fourth, played quarterback a lot in high school, mostly running the ball. And I can see some fun formations with him, including the Wildcat. But I assume Tyrone Tracy Jr. and IKM, IKM will be in those formations also. Well, those were the skilled offensive players I wanted to talk about today. And as I mentioned, obviously, Tyler Linderbaum, he's preseasoned everything at center. He may be the best offensive lineman in the country. Disappointed to see Kyler Schott, shooter, offensive guard, second-best offensive lineman returning for the Hawkeyes in 2021. He got hurt jumping off a hay bale, likely out for the first two or three games of the season. And then I wanted to give a shout-out to fullback Monty Pottebaum. He is one, almost 250 pounds of steel. He's out there seeking linebackers to take out of the game. Uh, and they're running the football. And he's doing it with that perfect mullet, uh, that blonde mullet. Uh, so I'm looking forward forward to a big season from Monty Potterbaum as well. Let's switch to the defense now and talk the top five impact players on defense. And it's really tough because there's seven starters back on this defense. And I consider it eight with Jack Campbell and Seth Benson. Back and both started so many games last year. Nick Neiman graduated, had a heck of a season, but Campbell started when he got back from injury. Benson had filled in for Jack, and then they rotated quite a bit. And the only guys without a lot of experience are on the defensive line. It's the left end and two defensive tackles. So that will be huge, finding a good rotation early on to be able to stop the run, plug holes in the running game, and put some pressure on the opposing quarterback on that defensive line. Impact player number one is Jack Campbell. He's a guy I keep hearing more and more about as far as just being an all-out stud on the football field. He's listed at 6'5", 243 pounds, and he's just a true junior. He played as a true freshman, mostly on special teams. Saw action in 11 games. He was out with an ailment, some sort of injury. uh, The first three games of 2020, but when he came back, the defense really clicked. In five games, he had 29 tackles, 4.5 tackles for loss, one sack, three pass breakups, interception, In the end zone against Wisconsin, that was a lot of fun. Brian Ferentz has been pumping him up, saying he looks the part and looks better than most of the linebackers he saw when he was with the Patriots. So it seems like this is really going to be a breakout year, and I'm planning on Jack being able to read plays quicker, reacting quicker, and being more physical on the football field. And I've heard guys kind of comparing him to Josie Jewell. Uh, He's a little bit bigger. And he he doesn't quite have the ability, I don't think, yet, or he hasn't shown that he can react and read plays like Josie did. But, man, once this game is is slowing down for him, I mean, now that he's got got quite a few starts under him, I think the sky is the limit. I think we're going to see him on the NFL rosters here pretty soon as well. Well, next is Zach Van Valkenburg, 6'4", 270-pound defensive end, six-year senior after transferring from D2 Hillsdale College in Michigan. He didn't do much in 2019 which was his first season as the Hawkeye backing up A.J. Epinesi, he only had six tackles in 11 games. And it kind of blows my mind how he went from Hillsdale College to six tackles to second-team All-Big Ten in 2020. And he tied for the lead nationally with four fumble recoveries. He had 30 tackles, 8.5 tackles for loss, 3.5 sacks. And second-team All-Big Ten is a big deal with a, a player at his age, maturity level, coming back for a sixth year to play football for the Hawkeyes, get a master's degree, really smart kid, and just taking advantage of that free education loving every moment of being a D1 football player for the Hawkeyes. I think he has a chance to be in the NFL next year as well, especially if he takes another step in his development this year, rushing the quarterback. Next is Jack Kerner. Um, He's my pick here, and and I think he really deserves it, with him being second-team All-Big Ten by the league media last year, third-team by the coaches. He's a physical guy. He had 45 tackles in 2020 with three interceptions in just eight games. If you go back to 2019, he started 11 games, played in all 13, but he had 81 tackles, uh, caused a fumble, had an interception, five pass breakups, and in 2018 he played quite a bit, but mostly on special teams. He's a hard-hitting guy. He's a leader in that defensive backfield. And it's pretty exciting to have a guy with his experience and ability back for another year in 2022. And speaking of experience, my goodness, Matt Hankins is back again, and he has four years of experience playing. I think it's going to show on the field in 2021. He had 21 tackles in 2017. He was injured for a while in 2018, but ended up with 48 tackles in eight games and then started... 10 games in 2019. He was dinged up a little bit. but He had 58 tackles, two interceptions, seven pass breakups. And then he started all eight games in 2020, had 41 tackles, interception, five pass breakups. So he has been in the system. And he wanted to come back for one more year, kind of build his body up a little bit to be more ready for the NFL. He's a little bit thin right now for an NFL player, but I expect him to have a monster year in coverage in 2021. Uh, hopefully he'll be a cover corner getting a lot of pass breakups, interceptions in his final year in Iowa City. Finally, I'm going with Dane Belton. You know, it, it could be a little cash bias. I like that position, the cash position for the Hawkeyes that they added a few years back to help stop these passing offenses we see in football today. But at 6'1", 205 pounds, the true junior, Dane Belton from Tampa, Florida, has looked apart in his first two seasons as a Hawkeye in 2019. Belton had 33 tackles, and we started to see that this young guy has some real juice to him. In 2020, in just eight games, he had 33 tackles, 1.5 tackles for loss, sack, five pass breakups, forced fumble, and he's a really physical guy. Uh, He can stop the run and cover wide receivers and tight ends. So I think he's ready for a breakout season where he's going to open some eyes with his play in 2021. And this is a really important position for the Hawkeyes, having a hybrid linebacker cover corner who can excel against the run and the passing game of, of our opponents, Hawkeyes. So, you know, it's hard to narrow this down to five because this defense really has some great players returning. Riley Moss is another great one. He's a playmaker. He has two 50-plus yard TD returns for touchdowns in his career. He played as a true freshman, uh, even got freshman of the week against Minnesota after two interceptions in that win. And Riley was a little dinged up in 2019, but still had a couple of interceptions. And then he really broke out in 2020 with 43 tackles, two interceptions, four pass breakups. Kayvon Merriweather is another really promising Hawkeye defender. The safety, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how he's improved this year. He played in 2018, then he redshirted in 2019 before seeing quite a bit of action last year. And he looked really good at times. He had some nice hits. He's very athletic, safety, former potential D1 prospect, basketball player, before he decided to play football and get an offer from Phil Parker and the Iowa Hawkeyes. And we haven't seen Xavier Williams yet. He's the transfer from you and I, supposed to be a really talented defensive back who can play both cornerback and safety. So the Hawkeye defensive backfield is just absolutely loaded this year. I'm interested to see how Phil Parker handles this and, and what kind of lineups are out there. Especially in those third and long situations not only that Seth Benson had a nice year I mentioned him earlier at linebacker you know first filling in for the injured Jack Campbell and rotating with them and I'm excited to see Justin Jacobs and Jay Higgin get some minutes at linebacker this year too you know, not much discussion today of the defensive line with newer facers there but at left defensive end there's John Wagner and Joe Evans both have seen some snaps Joe's a really good pass rusher. He's a he's a quick kid, uh, coming from Ames, Iowa. And then Noah Shannon has seen some playing time at defensive tackle. And we keep hearing, you know, people in the know and and coaches being really excited for YA Black. Um, they seem to think he has a ton of potential there on the defensive line. They really need to develop some depth there, and that's one of the main focuses right now in August with a group of really talented linebackers and defensive backs, but they need to, to build up that depth on that defensive line so they can get some pressure on quarterbacks and and stop stop the running game of our opponents. Well, next week, I will have a preview of Indiana. It's game one of 2021, and it's going to be here before we know it. So it starts off with a battle of number 18 against number 17. It's going to be rocking Kinnick Stadium. I can't wait to be there. Hope to see a lot of you there. And until next time... This is Jimmy Hawk saying go Hawks.